a couple of months ago, I found myself deep in the bayou of Louisiana, where the houses are on stilts, and the gas stations have these big signs advertising fresh shrimp. And it was there I met Kirby Verrett. Okay, my name is Kirby Verrett. I met Kirby in his church, because he's a Methodist preacher. He's also a Homa Indian, and he comes from legit bayou stock. People like his grandpa, Mathiel. Grandfather Mathiel Verrett. Uh, he was very much of a, of a hermit, in a sense. You couldn't get to his camp by car. You had to come there by boat. This little bitty camp, I mean, it might have been 10 feet by 12 feet. He was known for living by himself with his 17 dogs. That was it. Yeah, he loved dogs. Each of those dogs had a purpose to help him hunt. He had spotters, retrievers. Living that far out in the bayou, Mathiel wasn't going to the Piggly Wiggly to get eggs. He was just one of those men that loved living off the land and the water and providing for himself. And, but unfortunately, the, uh, the game warden always thought Mathiel was poaching deer. And technically, Mathiel was doing that. But... I don't know why you call it poaching if you're killing it for food. But still, it was considered illegal. And so this game warden had made up his mind that he was going to catch Mathiel with a deer. Fortunately, Grandpa Mathiel had a secret weapon, a dog named Brown. Brown, a black and white hound. Brown's main job was to listen for the game warden. And he had the skills of hearing when the, the game warden would launch his boat about a half mile down the intercoastal. The moment that boat would hit the water and the game warden would start that motor, Brown would give a little a warning. <laughs> letting them know that company's coming. And so uh, Grandpa would start heating up the water, put on some coffee. Hide any pelts he might have, look casual. And by the time the game warden would pull up to my grandfather's dock, coffee was just being made. And so the game warden would eye Mathiel suspiciously, but he wouldn't ever find any deer. All thanks to Brown the dog. Brown became my grandfather's favorite companion. My grandfather would go so far as, as to even have a special pair of sunglasses he had for him, state trooper uh, glasses, big aviator glasses. He had a white shirt. He had only the front four. He put on them with a tie. He even folded a brown paper bag and made a round hat for Brown. And Grandfather Mateel dressed an awful lot like Brown himself. When he put on a hat just like the dog wore, but he didn't have two pair of sunglasses. <laughs> so that he couldn't dress alike, you might say. So imagine this big dog, fully dressed in hat, glasses, shirt, and tie, sitting at the kitchen table for meals. He would actually climb on a chair, and he had a little white cup with a green ring around it, and he knew his cup. Uh, It was unbelievable to see how that dog would sit in that chair. I mean, he was so honored. I mean, he just sat there so respectful. He had that posture that just made you feel like, golly, this dog really... He may not be a human being, but boy, he's sure pretty close to it. So one day, Brown barks a warning. And sure enough, the game warden floats up on his boat. But this time, he decides, hey, I'm actually going to come in and have some of that coffee. Look around. So he steps out of his boat and... All the dogs are scattered except for Brown. Brown would stand there like the guard to walk with him all the way to the camp. My, my, the game warden would say, what's wrong with Brown? He said, oh, don't worry about Brown. He said, he's just, that's the way he is. 
The game warden took a seat at the tiny kitchen table and looked uneasily at Brown, whose tie and paper bag hat were disconcerting, to say the least. Brown sit right next to him and staring him right in the face, you know, not taking his eye off him. Game warden just kind of, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable when a big dog like that is just staring at you and giving you one of those low growls. Grandpa got all the coffee ready, puts a cup in front of the game warden, puts a cup in front of himself, and he reaches over and pours the coffee in the cup, and boy, the game warden's sitting there just watching that dog. When game warden picks up that cup, the dog goes haywire. I mean, the dog jumps up and starts barking crazy, jumping at him, you know, with that big hound voice. The game warden's just, you know, he's cornered. Brown had the warden pinned against the wall, his teeth bared at his neck, and the warden screams, Matteo, Matteo, what's wrong with Brown? And Matteo says, Oh, he said, you're sitting in his chair drinking out of his cup. Grandpa Matteo had given the warden Brown's cup, and Brown didn't appreciate it. Game warden didn't know that the dog loved coffee. The dog knew his coffee, and he knew his cup. And this game warden drinking out of it. I mean, it just got him very upset. Well, legend has it, the game warden didn't come back after that. He didn't really know what all was happening out there with Mateel and that dressed-up dog, but dear be damned, he didn't care to find out. That is a a true Bayou story. Try and talk to my friend. I might as well be talking to a dog. To my friends, people, but I might as well be talking to a dog. Don't watch out if you're sipping from your coffee pipe. Say, really, Stephanie Fool? Really, the dog dressed up like a person. He didn't like the officer drinking out of his cup, huh? All right, well, please note that neither Snap Judgment Industries. NPR, nor the Queen of Norway, will vouch for the veracity of this piece. But we still thank Kirby Verrett for sharing his story. And I gotta say, that song with the dog drinking coffee, well played, Stephanie Fu. Well played. <laughs> 